with the remote work being so strong right now, it's just a natural extension for photographers to add to their business. I already have the tech skills, a lot of it, right? It can really be an, a nice way of stabilizing your business and bring in like all that uh, revenue without having to be on location all the time. Welcome to the Photographer's Action Plan. We're all about helping you build a successful photography business and life. Our goal is to delight your clients and make marketing, sales, and processes a breeze so that you can focus on growing your luxury brand. We're excited to share with you actionable photography business pro tips and lifestyle hacks, along with some oops moments because let's face it, we all make mistakes sometimes. We want to be your photo biz bestie on the go, providing you with valuable insights to help you grow a profitable photography business without burning out. You'll hear interviews with other photographers and business leaders, as well as solo episodes from your executive marketing assistant, Shar Stackel. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your photography business to the next level with the Photographer's Action Plan. Hello and welcome to the Photographer's Action Plan. Today we have Caroline Gunter, aka the Swedish Organizer. She is an organizing and productivity coach who helps creatives and entrepreneurs get their digital ducks in a row and become more productive so there's more time for exploration and play. Through her online courses and coaching offers, she empowers her clients to make better decisions as well as maximize the ROI on their time and organizing efforts using proven techniques. She is a Golden Circle member of NAPO, the National Organization of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, a certified photo organizer, and specialist in digital asset management. Her work has been featured in several books, as well as in publications like Better Homes and Gardens, Brides Authority, Reader's Digest, Thrive Global, and The Parade. Caroline runs her online business as a Basecamp digital nomad, currently splitting her time between the United States and Sweden. Welcome, Caroline. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you. Thrilled to be here and coming to you from Sweden. <laughs> that is so exciting. I love that we get to people around the world. Glad you're here today with us. So, Caroline... Can you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and share a little bit about your journey as a Swedish organizer? Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually quite funny because a lot of people um, assume that that name was uh, sort of, I don't, I guess, picked by me, but it was more picked by clients. So for some reason, when I got started in my organizing business, people had trouble remembering my name, uh, especially my last name, which was Nielsen at the time, my maiden name. So they would just start calling me that Swedish organizer. And then that kind of stuck with me. Um, <laughs> so I sort of became known as a Swedish organizer among them. And then as I started using it more and more, and I was working here in, in Sweden as well, helping, you know, friends and family and, and people organizing their stuff, I thought, well, what would people Google if they were sitting here in Sweden trying to find an organizer? And most, most Swedes Google in English. So it made sense that in the U.S. and in Sweden, it worked. And that kind of stuck with me. <laughs> so I started out as a residential organizer that quickly... Uh, realized that with such a love for photography that I should really be in the digital world. And it's been nonstop ever since. So it's been a journey for sure, but it's been super mm -hmm. fun. That is so great. <laughs> I love how you came across that name and it is, it's perfect. 
So yeah, yeah, it works. Perfect. It works. So in our previous conversation, we kind of talked about digital photo organizing, mm-hmm. and it's a kind of this growing industry with potential for photographers. Can you tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about that? Yeah, we see massive growth right now in in digital photo organizing. It used to be that only businesses had enough photos, you know, to sort of warrant digital asset management technique. Now we have enough people with enough digital media, you know, that kind of run like a little business with so much content being produced for social, for so much marketing happening, and even just pictures that we take on our phones, you know, we didn't used to have, we had 20 more clicks or whatever, and and that was it. You had to be careful. And now, you know, we see people take hundreds of photos a day, sometimes more. And so it's just exploded the field of digital photo organizing. And people are coming to it from all different backgrounds. There's people from the scrapbooking industry coming into it. There's people from uh, the physical and residential organizing coming into it that see clients with more and more stuff. And then there's also a lot of photographers now starting to pick up on this and coming into it because it's such a natural extension of what you already do. So I'm excited to share this with uh, your audience because I just think it's such an easy, natural revenue stream for a photographer to to consider. Yeah, and I know that the photographers that I have talked to, a lot of the times focusing on non-revenue generating activities during kind of their down season. Yeah. And so having a, another option during those down seasons to bring in money is, that's pretty incredible. And I'm sure that my audience would love to learn about that, especially it's giving kind of a little bit of that remote and flexible nature. So they can take their summers off to be with kids yeah. but still do this. Is that is that something that I'm seeing a possibility with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of Photographers, I feel like, are very focused on taking the photos. Obviously, that's the first uh, part of it, right? But then there's this whole life of the photo after you've taken it. You know, how does it get to be enjoyed by the person that you give it to? And and there's what projects can we create with it? And 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 how do we manage all of the photos that is in that person's life? And so. A lot of this can be done remotely nowadays. You know, I started remote digital organizing in 2014 before this whole remote world was a a thing. And now it's only gotten easier and easier because I no longer have to explain to clients, you know, what Zoom is or that fact that, you know, if I had to log into their computer, that used to be a little suspicious. It's not that bad anymore. (laughs) People are starting to understand now how the remote world works and that it's very common nowadays to work from home. And so uh, it's just such a fantastic way if you either want to do something off season, if you want to not be on location all the time, uh, if you have a health issue. Uh, I had one client, uh, a photographer that I coached who uh, found out she was pregnant and she was wondering, you know, how am I going to maintain my business if I can't really be on location? all the time. And so mm-hmm. one of her ideas was let, let's add this, you know, digital photo organizing revenue stream. And I, as far as I know, she's still offering that mm-hmm. and it's going fabulous. So it's definitely something that can help stabilize your business and that can help uh, you add just that extra revenue stream when you need to. Yeah, that is that is phenomenal. It's definitely, I know, as far as that extra revenue stream that I don't think that this is a lot on photographers radar at all. I've mm-hmm. 
heard photographers talk about doing stock photography, which is pretty saturated market and other revenue streams. But this one for me is really novel. I'm glad to have you here today talking about it. You have experience as a coach and instructor, and you've taught like a lot of students who are online courses and coaching. Can you tell a little bit about about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously I offer online coaching for for business owner of, of any uh, industry, but I love especially to work with the people in creative fields because that just brings me so much joy to see them make a living and doing what they love, you know, and uh, especially photographers since I do so much digital photo organizing and, and I teach a lot for our associations on on digital photo organizing. And so uh, I have a course uh, called DPO Pro on it and we have a lot of photo organizers, uh, aspiring photo organizers, as well as uh, those who are more advanced go through that. And like I said, with uh, with the remote work being so strong right now, it's just a natural extension for photographers to add to their business. Uh, you can do from anywhere. You already have the tech skills, a lot of it, right? It can really be an, a nice way of stabilizing your business and bring in like all that uh, revenue without having to be on location all the time. Because one of the things that I think uh, I would love to point out is that you don't need a whole lot of clients if you're going to do this either. Some people will say, well, where am I going to find all these clients? You actually don't need that many clients. What you need are maintenance clients, right? Because right. people don't stop taking photos. They take photos every day, all the time. Every month, there's new stuff to organize. And so if you have five or 10 really good maintenance clients, then you can make a full-time living doing this especially when you have a higher end clientele when they travel a lot and they have big families and they spend a lot of time you know in their businesses like there's so much there that it's enough for you to earn a full-time living and it's it's not uncommon you know that I coach people up to six figures or multi six figures uh, from this wow that is incredible you're talking about the money can you tell me a little bit like average what could somebody earn um, doing? Yeah, digital yeah. photo organizing. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's technical work that you're doing, which means that it's very skilled work. Photographers already have very technical knowledge. So it's already not such a hurdle as somebody who maybe doesn't have any background in, in digital work or remote work or anything like that. So it does take some skill, right? And there's uh, some things that you need to learn. A lot of photographers are really well placed to start learning that and to have a really good income. And so normally, I mean, I'm speaking in general terms, normally we see it starting at minimum 40, 45, 50-ish uh, per hour and go up to, you know, 120, 150 or more. So it really just depends on your, your skill level and your expertise, but you can move up uh, pretty quickly to make a really good uh, hourly rate. It's definitely something that I always talk to virtual assistants about because virtual assistants tend to, to be on the lower end of that when they can just add sort of a, that revenue also, mm -hmm. an extra revenue stream and actually bump up or even double sometimes their their uh, hourly rate for that type of work, but photographers especially as well, because you already have the skills there that need that's needed to yeah. do a lot of this work, right? It's not uh, uncommon that we see people in the $100 or more range an hour. Yeah. You, we kind of talked a little bit about you stumbling into this. Was there a, like a moment where you kind of, you personally were just like, oh, this is really where I need to transition? 
from that residential organizer to the digital asset? Yeah, because when I was doing a lot of residential organizing, I had to be on location. I had to go to people's houses. And while that was okay, you know, I didn't love being stuck in traffic on the way home for two hours. Um, <laughs> I didn't love driving around town. Um, I like driving, but not in, in, in super heavy traffic. And uh, it just didn't work with my lifestyle, the lifestyle that I wanted to have. You mentioned in my intro, I'm a, I'm a digital nomad uh, somewhat, and I, I do love traveling around. I've just spent half of my year in, in Europe going from different countries. Like I left uh, the U.S. in May, and I'm here in Sweden now. I'm not going back till next month. And so when you do that, it's just it's just too hard to have physical locations that you have to be at, right? Because I would tell my clients, well, sorry, I'm going to Sweden for a couple of months. I'll see you when I get back. And they would go, well, what about my project? And I was like, I know, I'm so sorry. We'll have to put that on hold. And it just didn't work to offer residential services for me in my lifestyle. Uh, I wanted to be able to travel and, and see my family over here and, and my husband's from India. So we go there all the time and it just, it just didn't make sense that I wasn't only online. Yeah. And a lot of that isn't just, it's just managing the calendar management. Yeah. <laughs> as far as that is concerned, it's like, okay, you know, I have that time too yeah. of where I have to be at a certain place. Yeah. Well, a big part, if I could just add a note on that too, is that when I saw residential clients, I could only see maybe one or two people a day. Whereas now with the internet uh, and everybody being online, either on Zoom or, or whatever it is, you know, I can turn around that much quicker. Coaching clients right. take a lot more work on, a lot more buildable time in. Yeah. And you can be on, you can, I, I know that I'm kind of guilty of this. Uh, whenever we travel, I'm at times doing work in the car as a passenger. So you could I don't know how much of a bandwidth you need for organizing photos, but that could be that that option at least to mm -hmm. if you've got the Wi-Fi and be that digital no nomad. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm curious when you did this transition, how did you find this your audience? Because that that's a little bit of a a brand changeover for. Mm -hmm becoming a physical to a digital mm -hmm. organizer. Did you find that hard to find a new market? Actually, it kind of evolved really naturally. And I'll explain why. Because I had a residential organizing colleague who was doing a lot of estate sales and estate clear outs. And she called me one day because she knew I was, I was doing actual physical um, photo organizing as well with physical photos. And so that was, the, you know, that was part of the whole residential was that sometimes we would come across a closet full of physical photos and I would actually organize them as well. And so she called me in for that. And then the client goes, well, we actually need them scanned and we need them digitally organized too. So I took home about, I want to say somewhere between 40 and 50 bankers boxes of photos, slides, negatives, reels, all kinds of media. And uh, that was my first big project where I organized everything physically, then I scanned and organized all of it digitally, and I created this family archive for them. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, I'm actually really good at this digital part. I should really spend more time there. So it kind of happened naturally that way. But uh, that's another piece of this, you know, that um, residential organizers don't always go into the, the physical 
part of the media, but a lot of people want to have their stuff scanned. And nowadays we see so much camera scanning where photographers already have the equipment to do that part of it as well. So there's a lot of potential uh, for work within this industry in different forms. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how pervasive photos are in our life, both in the physical and and in digital it's it's kind of mind-boggling if you think too much on it photos are that's where i went with it but yeah yeah they are yeah a lot of the best clients that i've had have had a lot of Mm -hmm. physical stuff that i then took home and i i scanned and digitized and then i did their digital as well as the family history and the archive and all that. So I took them really from from beginning to end. And those are, you know, those were the big profitable projects that really got me started in this industry. And they ranged from probably thirty to $45,000 per client. And so it was really nice to be able to have just a few clients um, and, and make that kind of money with that, you know, instead of yeah. having to be on location all the time. So that kind of was what swayed me in the beginning. <laughs> I know when you had mentioned that project, I thought, man, how many hours? My my yeah. brain was trying to calculate how many hours that you spent doing that was that project. Which I don't know if you you calculated that, but uh, yeah, that's a, that is a large project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. So you kind of a little bit mentioned you have a a workshop. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So I have a, a photo organizing course called DPO Pro. DPO stands for Digital Photo Organizing. Pro is what you become when you take it. So that's hence the name, DPO Pro. And that kind of teaches everything from the workflow, the organizing process, the differences between the operating systems, what program you might want to use and why. And we go into a few different programs and, and how they're similar and different from each other and uh, all, all of that stuff. And then we also have, I host quarterly workshops, like special interest workshops for different topics that don't necessarily fit within the, the course itself. So we have one on um, video organizing coming up. We have one on Apple Photos, a deep dive in the new features that they've just released coming up. We just did one on Smug Mug. So uh, a lot of fun extra stuff that will be available as well. But, but DPO Pro is our our big flagship course for sure. That one has been out since 2016 and it, it's continuously updated with all the new stuff. That's a that's a really big one. one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. So can you tell me like, what could somebody expect in the DPO Pro? You can expect to learn what the or- organizing workflow is, meaning uh, how professional photo organizers work with clients and the needs of that client. So you can take this course for yourself if you just are interested in learning about digital photo organizing. We have a lot of DIYers actually who may not have the money to hire a photo organizer and they want to learn how to do it themselves and so they would join. And then we also have pros who who want to learn how to do this professionally. And so we teach the workflow of, of how to organize somebody's photos without specific uh, program requirements. And so the process is the same no matter Lightroom, whether you use Apple Photos, whatever it is, it's always the same organizing process as a whole. So that's what I teach in that course. Uh, And I also show, you know, tutorials in different programs. And actually when I came out with it, I found that a lot of people 
got stuck on one specific thing, and it was that they really wanted to get organized, but they didn't know what program to pick, and they didn't want to choose the wrong one. Therefore, they kind of sgoned the whole thing. And so one of the big pieces is I teach people what's the difference between a Mac and a PC, and like what's the difference between all these different photo organizing programs on the market, and here's why you should pick one over the other. So that's sort of in there as well for people to help move past that. But um, yeah, it takes you through the whole process and then uh, you can do it for yourself or for somebody else. Yeah. And I know that my listeners understand the value of a workflow. Yeah. (laughs) Just because of editing Mm -hmm. and you have to have a specific workflow and editing if you're going to get anything done. And it's the same thing. It sounds like for organizing digital photos, it's just that workflow just has got to be locked up, which that's great to, to hear. Absolutely. Have that in the course. Yeah. Previously, one thing that Caroline had mentioned was that she can actually organize her photos for clients during breakfast. Can you tell me a little more more about that? Yeah. So I know that sounds unusual, but it's actually pretty easy to do once you have those really nice clients uh, on on board. You could really organize photos remotely at any time that works for you. And so what often happens is when I travel, we're in different time zones. And so I may have a client where it's nighttime for that person, but it's morning for me or vice versa. And so I think uh, the conversation we had was that I was uh, organizing while I was waiting somewhere uh, at a restaurant for my breakfast because I, I just had nothing to do. So I was sitting around and that particular client is one of my maintenance clients. He's been with me for, for many years now. And uh, uh-huh. basically what I do is I just maintain his family archive for him. So what he does is he takes photos, he uploads them to his account online. And then I log in and I look at his newer photos. I call them for him. I pick out the best ones basically. And I delete the screenshots and all the, you know, Trader Joe's photos that he doesn't need anymore. Uh, All the shopping to do's and all that. Uh, And then I uh, create albums for him according to events and, and, you know, what he was doing. If it was a trip or a family reunion or whatever that is. And then I tag those photos with names and, you know, places. And then I... I back them up for him and he is super happy with that. He uh, He's happy to know that his photos are backed up somewhere else, that I'm on it and I maintain his archive for him. He doesn't need to do it. He just needs to put his phone on auto upload. And uh, then I just uh, have him on auto pay basically for that. And it's super easy for both of us. It happens whenever we want to, both of us. I just check in once a month to see if there's anything new. He is, he's a you know wealthy guy. Uh, he's uh, made his fortune in tech. And it's not that he can't do this for himself. I, he's a smart guy. He could definitely do it for himself. He just doesn't want to. He, he wants to spend his time with his family and spend his time traveling. He travels a lot. So there's a lot of photos every month. And so wherever he is, he just puts that phone on upload and then I maintain it for him. And it's uh, a really great just collaboration where we don't need to communicate a whole lot. Both of us know what needs to happen. And uh, yeah, uh, one of those examples of, of an easy revenue stream that you can do anytime, anywhere. All right. You know, there's one question that I was thinking my listeners might have um, in that because 
or photographers, listeners or photographers, they automatically are pretty much inclined to organizing their photos. Like they have their their business workflows, their things that are just that they've trained themselves to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they see that that could be a value to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Does that do you understand what I'm trying to yeah here it's like because we do it ourselves yeah it's it's like well we don't realize that other people need that yeah but I'm glad you used that example because it it kind of illustrates that yeah not everybody is going to be as photo organized as a photographer is uh and and that there's those those of us out in the out in the world that do need to have that kind of built in and because photographers are kind of already wired that way that is definitely an easy like you said revenue stream way to just do it during downtimes yeah that that you know maybe you're waiting like you said for breakfast <laughs> absolutely yeah but i have client work doing that myself. We saw that with with the pandemic where there were so many people who sort of, you know, when you can't go near your clients all of a sudden, our businesses sometimes get into trouble because, you know, you don't have any alternative revenue streams. And I was very fortunate because my business actually increased during the pandemic because all of a sudden people had time on their hands to to all of a sudden learn how to get their photos organized when they were sitting at home trying to figure out what to do all day with their kids. This is one of those things where where we were really well set up in this industry in order to be able to handle the influx that happened. But it just kind of paints the picture of, as far as my residential organizing colleagues, what a difference it made on their businesses when they couldn't go see people in their homes anymore. Whereas I could easily continue my work and have no problem. So it's always a nice balance to have some that you can do remotely and some that you can do in person you know both are fun one or the other might not be the perfect uh, mix but for sure like if you have one revenue stream that you can do from anywhere at any time then that kind of bulletproofs your business a little bit if that makes sense like it it just it gives you that extra extra insurance I guess you could call it uh, against things like that yeah not everybody wants to do this on their their own you know even if they even if they can yeah, absolutely. That was my point. It's like, oh, well, doesn't everybody do this? No, they don't. No, <laughs> they don't no. do. The course has been, you said 2016, correct? Mm-hmm. Is when you launched it, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You've had students come through the course and have successfully built out clients and everything else. Did you find, have you found that it's been easier for your students to find clients pretty easy is that part of your curriculum or is that it's just like oh i can offer this on my website and and they come to you it's such a new industry that sometimes it's hard to explain what it is that we do right and so uh sometimes it's just a matter of explaining to people what it is that you can provide them with and so i remember one of my first clients i was saying you know i could run facial recognition on your photos and he goes well I don't know what that is. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm in my own world here. Let me stop the jargon, right? And and explain that in real people talk. And I say, well, what it really means is that when I'm done with this, you'll be able to open this program and search for people by name. Wouldn't that be amazing to just type in a name, just like you do in Google, and then hit enter and all of the pictures of that person pop yeah. up. And all of a sudden, he was like, sold. 
I'm in. What do we need to do to make that happen? And so sometimes it's just a matter of translating what, yeah. what the outcome is. And then people go, ooh, I really want that. And I think a big issue that people are facing nowadays, especially, is the number of photos, but also the number of devices that they have. Because usually there's a family with multiple phones and all of those multiple streams of photos need to be consolidated somewhere, right? And a lot of people don't know what, what yeah, that. They don't know where the photos live. They don't understand the cloud necessarily. They're like, I'm not sure how to get my photos off of this phone. How do I merge them with my husband's phone? I mean, there's just so many of these techie questions that we might geek out over and enjoy learning about, but they are like, I do not want to touch this. I'm too scared to do anything wrong here. So you come in, help me back them up, help me consolidate. And a lot of the time, that's all they really need and what they want uh, and to understand is going forward. I have enough on my plate just coaching other organizers and teaching other DIYers and people how to do this, that that alone is in more than enough uh, for me to handle. So I don't even uh, necessarily yeah. take a lot of projects anymore. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, right. there's so much need. <laughs> so much. Need. Yes, there is. And I think that and I think that was kind of my my the point of my question was like, you know, is, is this going to be something easy for people to find clients for? And I think so. and I think you've you've ex you've explained that that it, it is because just the sheer volume and and lack of understanding and just just having to know that we have a need yeah. photos organized in our lives or we're never going to digitally special especially we're never going to get back to them so can you tell me what's the most crucial takeaway or action step that you can share with our listeners to implement after listening to this. Yeah, I, I think anybody who, who is a photographer should should seriously consider a revenue stream like this, whether it be digital organizing, maintenance for people. You know, I have a lot of colleagues and they focus on calling most of the time and getting rid of screenshots for people. Oh, okay. There, there's so much okay. that you can do within this industry. Yeah, I would just love to invite anybody to to consider like what are some skills that I have, you know, that other people might not have or other people might not want to do. Like you mentioned, you know, because you kind of are good at it yourself, you take it for granted that other people are good at it too, but that's not necessarily the case. Like I said, my client who travels a lot, he could easily do this himself. It's not a question of the skill. It's the question of the time and how he wants to spend his mm -hmm. his time, right? And he wants to spend it with his family and not sit in front of the computer, you know, on his day off. And so he's happy to outsource that uh, to somebody else. And I think it's the same way now with a lot of um, industries. It's like just because we're good at something doesn't mean we actually have to do it. It's okay to outsource it when when you want to spend your time elsewhere and uh yeah there's there's so much opportunity there if you think about what type of business you want to run and think about your skill set you know maybe you're really good at telling a good photo from a bad photo there's plenty of people out there who uh, don't have that skill and who could use help culling their photo collections you know down from a million and a half to a couple of hundred thousand like that's a huge huge opportunity for for somebody yeah. like that yeah yeah and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think a lot of my listeners think about the the camera itself mm -hmm. as the 
their main skill set, but thinking around what exists outside of the photo session, what outside of the the images themselves, like physical act of um, taking photos, like what other skills have you developed and trying to figure out what you can do to offer as a as a service. And yeah. obviously organizing photos is one of those. So yeah, or digital photos as well, whether it's mm-hmm. physical or All right. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share? Anybody's welcome to reach out if they have any questions. What's currently trending in the industry or, you know, if you just want to kind of maybe chat more about opportunities and what may or may not be right for you. I just always love to chat with people and and help uh, point businesses in the right direction. So if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to email me or or shoot me a DM DM chat. Okay, perfect. And where can we find more information about DPO Pro, your workshops, yeah. anything along that line? Yeah. So my main website is at theswedishorganizer.com. Uh, I have several different offers there. Uh, DPO Pro actually has its own domain. It's dpopro.co, not .com, co. So dpopro.co. Uh, you can find all about the course there. Uh, and then I actually have a photo organizing blog over at organizingphotos.net. And that one is a pretty popular one if you just want to kind of read about my musings in the industry. So lots of resources available for sure. Lovely. And where can we get a hold of you other than the website? My easiest uh, contact, you know, is is through email because uh, I travel so much. And so uh, Caroline at swedishorganizer.com would be the best place to reach. And that's on the website as well. Awesome. Thank you, Carolyn. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have everything linked in the show notes as well. So we'll have that there for you. Thank you so much, Carolyn. I honestly, my brain is kind of on overdrive after their conversation today. I'm excited about going into your resources and seeing more about this myself personally. So yes, thank you so much. I look forward to welcoming a whole bunch of new colleagues. The Photographer's Action Plan is produced by Action Arrow Media, marketing assistance for photographers. If you want marketing assistance to grow your business or to book your soulmate clients without burning out, yes, I see you too, mama. Visit us at actionarrowmedia.com or at actionarrowmedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, well, thank you so very much, really. And I'd love to chat and find out a little bit more about you. You can screenshot your podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me at Action Arrow Media so we can connect. Again, thank you so much for listening.